By pressing play, you've been transported to a dimension where there would be no apologies given for the abstract and asinine comments made here by the host and their guests. With that being said, thank you for listening and enjoy your experience. We are shoplifters. We are valuable. Are you ready? For episode 26 of the most ridiculously random pop culture podcast in the 719. Yo, where the captions at? Yo, 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 yo. Low-key, we could have not did a caption. Where the captions at? If we were following the themes, we could have not had a theme song that just went straight to the jump box. Yo, where they at? Where they at? Where they at? I don't know. That's why I'm asking you where they at. Yes, 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 y'all. I'm yours truly, Kills for Show, a.k.a. I don't steal, I just chill. Joining me always is my bro host. You know who it is, Roscoe Tinkoya in these streets, but just to give y'all an a.k.a. for the freaks, it's Roscoe. Word. Joining us always on on the laptop, our editor-in-chief, the boy, Daniel, with a D. You know, I'm sensing a theme, and I guess I'll say the only thing I steal is your heart. Can I please get that bitch back? Ooh. <laughs> no, call him my bitch. Now I can tell you, now I can tell these hoes it's your fault. I can't love them because you <laughs> took my heart. So I have to do it to you logically, girl. I have to. Yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, guys. Y'all know what y'all tuned into. And if you don't, this is the show. We said it. It's ridiculous. It's random. And it is who we is. Oh, yeah. So I guess to gauge the temperature of the room, just going to ask everybody how they're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Everybody's good? Everybody's good? You know, ready to get talk trash about what we do, th- what we did this weekend. Word. But, you know. Also join us here, a silent partner in many ways, shapes and form. Um, the boy Joe is in the background. He's not going to make a sound, hopefully, but if he do, he <laughs> knows when to make it. Joining him also is his lady, lovely Miss Mandy. And then... Is it okay if I put your name out there in the streets? Okay. Word. It happened. It happened. <laughs> it's a little too late, too late my lord. And speaking of what's happening, yo, what's popping? What be popping, G? Yeah, and this is the part when we go around talking about some headlines in the world of pop culture. And we're just going to start this off. You know how we do it like, with a little ding, ding, ding. Mm-hmm. A little one, two, three. Some wrestling talk. Some term buckle conversation. Turn buckle, turn mile, so, real quick. So, what are some of the most um, compelling topics out of the world uh, of wrestling? G one is about to start. What the fuck is that? G one for the few folks that don't know. No, there's a lot of people that. Don't there's know. a lot, but <laughs> but for us, but for us pure people that love wrestling in all shapes and form, New Japan Wrestling has an annual tournament called G one, where I want to say sixteen wrestlers fight, basically an A block and a B block. Within literally a whole two months time span, every night they're fighting each other. They're either fighting in one in one matches or they're fighting a tag team match or some type of match. But for two months straight, via the one v one matches, there right, there's a point value system: an A block and a B block. Everybody mm. in A block has to fight everybody once. Everybody in B block fights everybody once. The last pe- the two people with the highest numbers from A block and B block go against each other. Whoever wins that becomes the G1 champion. But the great reward for winning G1 is you're automatically given a title shot at the Tokyo Dome at Wrestle Kingdom, a.k.a. New Japan's WrestleMania. So technically, the G1 in 
WWE terms, it's technically a month-long Royal Rumble. See, that's why I like that other wrestling companies do. They do shit like that. Kind of, it's kind of similar to what they used to do on TNA on Impact. What was it the card shit? Oh, uh, the that's AEW, and that was well, no, actually, no, no, Impact, no. Impact, yeah. You mean you you mean the wild card? Yeah, the wild card. They card do, draw. Yeah, yeah, they do different things to make it more interesting than just your normal wrestling matches. That's why I wish WWE would start doing things more out of the box like this to make it a little more creative. In that front. And speaking of WWE, what's going on with them? Vince Um, Vince out here cutting a few more people from off of work. About 70 more people have been furloughed or terminated from WWE. Alongside, outside of the the behind-the-scene business, kayfabe-wise, Mandy Rose has been transferred to Raw. Yes, wrong. via the Miz, which mm. is causing problems for her. So now I'm, I'm not gonna say that. But. <laughs> Thank Cause, you, Mandy. Causing problems. not you, Mandy, but Mandy Rose. <laughs> is man. Causing problems for a big boy wrestler named Otis because his Otis. sweet thing is no longer on. Raw, I mean SmackDown, but what's his catchphrase? Oh, he does. Oh yeah, just oh, that yeah. Whole, oh, oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. But um, oh, yeah. <laughs> that are stakes and weights because you know heavy machinery is only hit stakes and weights, baby. Yep. But um. Also, rumored is literally she got traded in supposedly next month. We're supposed to have a WWE draft, so like you get traded a whole month before a rumored draft happens. Yeah, they play Lucy Goosey with that draft shit. But past the WWE and all that stuff, uh, Retribution should be making her a pin reveal, and we should find out who all the members of it are for real. Yeah, they still are in the shadows. Yes, and it has also been supposedly. Finalize that they're gonna be raw exclusive. Oh, okay. So they're not instead going, of yeah. Okay, I'm not mad at that. Um, try to keep some separation between the two brands. Yes, but why try to keep separation between two brands when the next week, aka last week, y'all introduced the whole uh quarterly cross brand exactly. inter- invitationals. Exactly, like it really doesn't mean shit, especially when you do shit like that, like. Make it mean something again. We should it be it should be very rare that we see wrestlers cross over, but it doesn't work when you have tag belts sometimes bounce between both brands. So it just makes that whole situation weird. But past all the New Japan and the WWE, we have somebody made their big appearance to AEW. Who was that? It was Miro, formerly known as Rusev in WWE. Mm. Yes, one of the hottest free agents in the wrestling game. And he's going by the moniker The Best Man. For for the old school people, think of Mr. Perfect. Perfect. I knew it. I fuss with that. I fuss with that. Because he claims he's the best man in anything he does. Yo. Is he doing that for real? That's it. Oh, like, bro. He said I'm the best. Think I'm throwing the footballs and all no. that shit? He, when he said I'm the best man on twitching, I'm the best man in wrestling, I'm the best man in, at being the best man, I'm, be, I'm the best man. He was playing to his current persona, which is him getting getting all this money on Twitch because he's gaming yeah. streaming, and everybody technically since he's been released, we've been finding out Kurt Angle part of his reasons why he came back to WWE and wrestle. He really won his first wrestling match. He won was Rusev, so which Word. we never got, but he always wanted to wrestle Rusev because he thought Rusev was going to be the future of the wrestling industry alongside with other people. Exactly. And that's one thing too, like why I love wrestling. They could take a character that you don't give a fuck about 
or you see that they're good wrestlers, but their gimmick is not for you. Like Russo, I could tell, I knew he had talent just from the eye test, but his stick wasn't for me. But when he started doing that Russo day shit, and that shit was popping, and it was organic, that's when I became a Russo fan. And he was like one of my top five wrestlers of the year during that time. And you ready for this, Kelsey? And the boy could wrestle. That's the thing. He has skills. It's like, all right, he's the big guy. And Kelsey, you ready for this? What's up? Rusev Day and the organicness of Rusev Day is part, is literally something Vince thought was never going to get over and still never thought was going to get over. He did not like that idea and gave him to him and he, look what Rusev did And that's the thing too, Vince is so Jerry Jones when it comes to this fucking shit, like he just can't get out his own way. Because you're not in it to be creative, you in it to sign the checks and you need to let these people try. You're the NFL of wrestling, nigga. You gonna get your shit. People are gonna watch. You know why? Because we're still watching wrestling, even though it's not as good, some would say, as it used to be. Like, we ain't, I'm not a fan of the PG era, but guess what? There was some great, amazing shit that happened during the PG era. So it's just like, but there would be more things if you were to take more risks and just allow the fans to tell you what they want. And the problem with the PG era isn't the wrestling. Yeah, it's, it's not the just, story. Exactly. I can honestly say PG era has probably, compared to the Attitude Era, yes, a lot of people love the Attitude Era because of story. But wrestlers and pure wrestling-wise, yeah. PG era blows oh, yeah. Attitude Era out the water any day. Exactly. And I'm not, and I'm talking any wrestler from this current era. I don't mean WWE or none of that. Mo- technically, in this era of not, wrestling, yeah. Most of the good shit is done from like the smaller brands and the indie brands and things are being picked up and taken and being played in the big brands. Like technically, all of y'all, fans of CM Punk, his finisher was not really truly his. His finisher was taken from somebody else in New Japan and he liked it so much that he kept this. Literally, the GTS is this name of the of the move and he kept everything the same and all that. And has always gave credit. For those that are wondering, it was Hideo Utami, for wrestler in WWE that created. And yes, look at what happened. Years later after he created, he did come to WWE. Yes, he didn't really use the GTS all that much. But you, but for the pure fans, when he did finally do the GTS for the first time ever, one of the greatest pops out there. And if you're pure wrestling fan, you can find the greatness in almost anything, as well as the great wrestlers, even if they're giving shitty shit. But, that'll be all for wrestling. But I was just, but just to piggyback off that last of it, I just want to say, like, nine times out of ten, any wrestler in the ring right now that's current will technically out-wrestle anybody from the Attitude Era. And that's just how it is, because these boys have been put it in the time, work, and dedication to be like the people they idolize, if not better. Because nowadays, you can't really get off of it. He's just the big, strong guy. You actually got to know what you're doing inside that squared circle. So, And I will yeah. also say this, too, about if anybody wants to battle me about that. You could actually go and search, like, old wrestling matches because I want to say, I can't remember who it was, but Ricochet fought somebody else. I forgot who it was, and they literally, all they did was reenact one of the WrestleMania matches between The Rock and Stone Cold. And people popped for it. Yeah, <laughs> for reals. Now to talk about some movie and TV stuff, 
Yo, Marvel just came out today and mm. did that thing. Mm. They said, guess what? Guess what? What's that? Y'all y'all watch that Lovecraft Country on HBO? Oh, yeah. Y'all like that? Yeah, oh, you know, know the main dude in that? Oh, John, Jonathan Major? Well, he just landed him a major, marvelous ass role. Who that be? That, who that be? motherfucker is about to be the villain in Ant-Man 3. Yeah, yeah. And guess who that villain is? Does it start with a K? It starts with a K. Does it end with a, a, a G? Yes. That it's, nigga is going to play Kane, the motherfucking Conqueror. Woo, the woo. one of the villains that everybody has been talking about since time travel has been introduced into the MCU. And now he's playing the time travel villain. So you know he's going to start popping up in multiple films. It's also what's dope about this shit, too. is He that, has to because yeah. it's time travel in space and time. Yes, Ant-Man and them yep. deal with space. Yep. Doctor Strange deal with space and time. Yep. And then you have the Loki series where he's arrested by the Marvel Time Cops, more or less. Who else is going to be there? And Loki, he could just be a minor setup for just the Ant-Man, only to grow bigger throughout these jump-offs and be a big... The, this phase is big, big bag. And that's the thing, too. We don't know, because no. he can be. And There's so much also, potential with Kane. Exactly. And then, since he is black, Kane's origins and sometimes... Other versions of his origins all resonate from Egypt because he's the reason why Apocalypse becomes Apocalypse. So now you already have that as a way to go to introduce one of Marvel's most famous villains as well down the line. You know how easy, how double that Easter egg's about to be when he touches that one little boy and we don't know what's happening and then all of a sudden he turned blue? And for us real people, we geeking out. And yeah, yeah, that's weird too. Because people gave X Men movies shit about um, Apocalypse being blue. It also depends on the artist. Because sometimes that motherfucker is great. Yeah. So it's I'm like, be honest. I take blue. I take his blue version then over any type of version. But yet I also grew up with yeah. him being blue. And also, I would visually with the movies, I prefer the gray just because there's already like five blue motherfucking blue movies. Niggas, yeah, yeah. So just to switch it up a little bit, but. Yeah, but even going back to that, motherfuckers are like, oh, he's like blues, the purple. Like, yeah, that's lighting because Psylocke's fucking psionic dagger was out, so that's just shading and shit. But yes, Ant-Man 3 is officially a hit. I can't wait to see what Paul Rudd and them do this time around. Will they introduce Stature in it as Stature, a.k.a. that's his daughter, um, Cassie. She becomes a superhero like her daddy. So that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. And then will we get also Hank Pym and Janet in it being superheroes as well. And, some, and if not even get being them being superheroes, do we get more flashbacks from them? Because we only got that small minor, exactly. minor flashback. Hell yeah. And speaking of uh, Marvel. Wait, another wait. question. Are we going to get the Ant Family? They could literally introduce the Ant Family if they wanted to. What do you mean by Ant Family? Well, no, they don't even have, they don't even get called called by yeah, that. Yeah, they're just, they just them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> The Pims and them. Damn, they should be called the Ant Family. The Pims and their particulars. <laughs> <laughs> but switching over from Marvel to DC Ooh, even though the DC Universe two. app is dead the shows that it's seated are still finding new life on HBO Max because Doom Patrol is getting a season 3 um, I haven't watched season 2 because I'm waiting for it to end so I can binge it no, I, it already ended so yeah I'm about <laughs> to binge it real soon so yeah guys coming soon the Doom Patrol podcast episode Young Justice is coming back for a fourth season boy and y'all better give us more static Boy. They needed more cowbells. I need more static. Not clean. 
No. Static Shock. That boy Virgil's more Black Lightning so Ace Vane could do more parody videos. <laughs> I'm be honest though. <laughs> I am low key. I am extremely hyped for the Red Hood to be this young, but yet come this quick. I'm Gross. I'm I'm intrigued for a young Red Hood to see how he's gonna be like. Oh shit! He, regardless, he they, he already got him locked, but just to see Red Hood at this youth age and him. Are you referring to? Jason Todd from Titans? Yes. Yes, because Titans is coming back for another season, which is also weird because Wonder Girl is getting a spinoff series or something like that, but she totally died, but it's comic books, so maybe she really didn't die. It was like an Amazonian coma, or maybe it's Project Catamus because they do that, so it could work, so then they have to battle evil Donna Troy, which I'm mad at, but I'm just mad at the fact that you killed her off in that weak-ass way in the first place, just to bring her back. So it's not gonna be a prequel. I always I, thought I, it was... See, I don't know. I, I thought don't it would've been anything. probably a prequel. Now, that makes more sense, but then the next question would be, why give us a prequel to Donna Troy? Because if we, we already have Titans. Low-key, that if they do the... It, I'm be honest, if they do the Donna Troy story between... The death of Aqualad and where the shit beforehand, before she yeah, joins them, yeah. I'm cool for it. But then again, it wouldn't even be the Dunn and yeah, it no, be, it'd be a younger, yeah, version. Yeah, but if they're, but like they said, they are re-bringing her back, so. Yeah. Exactly. So it's it's going like, to be weird. Yeah, it's going to be weird. If, if anything, we're probably going to get, I would go with the Aqualad and them being a group with scenes of her doing her own shit, but she had her feelings with Aqualad, his death. That time, because it is a five-year time space. Yeah, but we don't necessarily need all that time if we already have the Titan series to do that flashbacks. So I'm like curious of what they're trying to do. And plus, I don't need a Teenage Warrior Girl series when I have Stargirl. You got it. And low-key, yeah, since, like, and since she's taken... Yes, and if they do go with her after death, then they can say it's not a teenage drama joint because she they were Wait, in the middle damn. ages. I, I might have to reset quote myself because they did say Donna Troy but Donna Troy is coming back but also there is another Wonder Girl I don't know her name off the top the blonde one do you know what oh, the bl- oh snap the blonde Wonder Girl um, her name is Cassandra so oh, almost like Cassie. Cassandra huh? yeah Cassie yeah Cassie so it's almost like Cassandra came too in Batman another legacy character so it could be like maybe Donna Troy was raising not raising but training her Separate from the Titans, so now you get the because the whole the Amazonian world. joint because yes. she was supposed to take that kinda, plane and yeah. leave to do kinda some other like shit. Kind of like what they're doing with Black Widow and her blonde sister that's going to take over Natasha in the future movies, trying to tie that in together. I can that's work a, with that. Yeah, I work with that. And speaking of things I could work with, like Clark worked at the Daily Planet. We watched Drunkenly and High, um, the new animated movie Superman Man of Tomorrow. Cause I just got it on Blu-ray, and for what I remember, well, I remember. 85% of the whole movie. I'm it was fucking fantastic. I can't wait to rewatch it soberly with Daniel so I can watch him I'm geek so out about excited. it. Uh, I it came in good. I came in halfway in the scene I saw before I ended up passing out and oh, waking up at a, 3 o'clock in the morning. Talking about what I'm thinking, Ooh, that, shit was boy. that shit still hurt my heart. I literally, I came in, I'm like, oh, they already had him and he he's doing all of this and said all of this? Oh, no. Yeah, no spoilers here. Even no though we spoil a lot of shit, I won't do. I'm this. gonna wait till yeah. I'm gonna was, wait till my boys watch. I'm gonna it. pipe up and say that was the most non-spoiler yeah. type explanation I could have ever Ex- asked for. Exactly, because I'm. A, I know what's gonna happen. I'm gonna look over like at Daniel like, 
Yeah. Like how Bruh. I looked at you on P Valley when Keyshawn pulled that gun. I was like, oh, I know what about to happen. I need to see and what's, reaction. And what was sad was me. <laughs> yep, that's like everybody. <laughs> and what was sad was when it happened to us last night, Daniel, we none of us looked at each other, but we all said the same shit all at the same time. Like, wait, hold up. Wait, wait. Whoa, whoa, wait. Yes, I'm going to leave it right there for something to slip out. But um, also, just to give you, uh, y'all parents who didn't feel like paying the $20 or $10 for uh, Trolls World Tour, be happy, guys. Y'all don't have to even go to the store to buy the DVD because Hulu has now put it up for streaming viewing ship. So, yes. Yeah, so if your kids love Trolls and you didn't give them World Tour and you got Hulu, Perfect time to give them some world tour trolls on a weekend because school has started again. Unless your kids don't need to go to school. You know what's more ludicrous than school starting during this whole ah, pandemic? Ah, 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 the ah, Fast and ah, Furious ah, franchise ah. is going in space. Yes, Christopher Briggs, aka Ludacris, the famous rapper from Atlanta, Georgia, let it slip out that Fast Nine, the motherfuckers gonna be in space for whatever reason. And I'm like, of course, because I said it before. There's only one frontier, the last frontier for these motherfuckers to go to. And somehow they don't end up in space and they don't drift a fucking shuttle or some shit and I'm ride it back to the atmosphere. I already know what's going to happen. And Tyree's going to be like, the motherfucker goddamn cop. Like, it's going to be some Tyrese Roman line that's going to be like, oh shit. Oh, like I can't think of it, but I know it's coming. Like he's like, I can't believe this. Y'all white people create. How y'all got me in a spaceship? Oh lord, oh lord. Ah, this is the motherfucking atmosphere. Exactly. And then, uh, then fucking ludicrous is gonna be like, Will you just calm down? We got spacesuits, man. It's made for all of this. We prepare. I ain't prepared for shit, nigga. I'm trying to go back to Florida. But just <laughs> to make it even more hilarious. Justin Wong technically told people this was bound to happen because somebody was basically was like, what's next for y'all going in space? And he was like, yeah, well, we could put it in there logically, but yeah, that's my end goal. And once again, like I've said before, Fast and the Furious, Jurassic Park crossover, the shit's going to happen. The Rock will be riding a Triceratops with a Gatling gun. Vin Diesel will be drifting underneath the brontosaurus, and somehow Tyrese Cadillac is going to get picked up by a pterodactyl. I'm like, I didn't know it was in the goddamn Flintstones. What the hell happening? But wait. It's going to happen. I'm telling you. We're forgetting John Cena on a Velociraptor, because you know, you know. No, then John Cena's like, how did he he not attack you? He can't can't see see me. me. (laughs) God damn it, I'm going to wait for that line. Word. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to video games real quick. I don't think we mentioned this last week. No, we didn't because this wasn't announced was last, last week. So you want to talk about the Xbox series? Starting technically this Friday, if you're listening to it, I want to say it's either this Friday or next Tuesday, the Xbox Series X and the digital-only, cheaper, not fully stacked version of the X, the Xbox Series S. I hate those names, by the way. It's... Yes, it's going to be confusing it's when the time wordy. comes. But um, they both have been, their specs has been released as well as their pricing has been released. The digital only will be coming in at $300, while the premium Xbox X will be coming in at $500. Word. That's and for those people that say, yeah, that's too much money for me and whatnot, just to give y'all a heads up. Don't buy it, you brokey. Pay your bills first. Not even that. <laughs> Microsoft has a low, has a payoff plan where 
when you sign up for two years, you get the console where you pay if you're buying the X thirty five a month, and you'll or you'll be for the Series X you'll be paying twenty five a month. Regardless, both will come with the console as well as an Xbox Gold. Uh, not an Xbox Gold. Why am I saying that? They discontinued that. And Xbox, um, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscription. You mm. need to technically, for this $35 a month for the next two years or $25 a month for the next two years, keep Xbox Ultimate. And now since technically Xbox Gold is no longer there, you only have really the options of Xbox Ultimate or Xbox Game Pass for Xbox. Word. Um... Xbox, mm. but ah. also on another note, no, there's no, 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 no Play, move on PlayStation Five has announced their showcase. So by next podcast, I will be able to allow y'all know what the announcement and the pricing should be for said PlayStation. Their announcement should be should be coming this Tuesday or the past our Tuesday that just passed for those that are listening to us. Word. And speaking of PlayStation, you guys should be pressing play on YWDCA9, the latest playlist from this podcast itself on Spotify. Because it, it was not a lot of music that came out, not a lot of albums. One album I started listening to was Kelsey's, um Bellarini's album, which was weird because I already have it. But then I clicked on it, it said album version of every song. But then I'm like, I already have the album version. Then listen to it. I was like, oh, this is like the more stripped down MTV Unplugged type versions of the album. MTV Unplugged for you young kids out there was a show on MTV back when they focused on music when the artists came in and do a lot of acoustic shit. So that's the closest album I listened to. But just to let y'all know some newer songs on the playlist, one coming from Mississippi's finest new rapper, Little Murder. Little Murder. Drop that M. I. Crickler, crickler, I. Crickler, crickler, I. Humpback, humpback, I. Mississippi pride, pride, ow. That shit's a banger. Shout out to P Valley, y'all. Y'all need to watch that fucking show. If you haven't listened to the podcast, watch the show and then watch, listen to that episode. Also, the boy Ursher Raymond. Dropped a new single called Bad Habits, and that's that old Usher Falls, old heads out there. Oh, yeah. it's old Usher's. Ooh, you ain't heard it? Man, if the clubs open, I'll be out there trying to zaddy some girl to that shit. You zaddying out here? You all right, no. All right, Mo. And then my boy Joe, favorite country band, Florida Georgia Line, dropped a new song called Long Live, and it's so country, bro. It it's is so country, bro. Long live the back rolls, long live tequila con- shots, and So long it's country, country, not, not frat boy country? No, it is. Yeah, it's it is frat boy country. Yeah, and it sounds exactly like you want to be like, long live them good nights, long them fish fights, getting drunk in Walmart, having fish fry. I'm like, I do like, not all of that, but some of that, I respect the energy. I've gotten drunk at Walmart before. <laughs> disclaimer i don't like any of that word and yeah so like i said you already know the playlist and when you listen to this episode if you look follow us on instagram or facebook we always put up a link to it below and what's up daniel you have some you have some news you want to like gossip about real quick something really stupid i wanted to talk about real quick and this is the fact i told you about earlier taco bell canada has just announced the uh the release of their toasted cheesy chalupa Mm, and in a, in a move that no one saw coming from a place like Taco Bell, they've announced the uh, launch of a limited edition item, the Jalapeno Noir Wine. 
Ooh. And it's wine wine. Cause it's to can- pair with their chalupa. And in Canada, you could sell wine at your fast food. At a fast food joint. That's so dope. They, they do it here in America, too. There are certain Taco Bells that sell margaritas. But this is not Real a margarita. Wines? Yeah, this okay. is a wine that they're pairing with their toasted cheesy chalupa like it is a, a. good Yeah, and how your wine going to be more spicy than the food? I don't know. Yo. I don't know. Easy. Yo. You put jalapenos in it. Mm. <laughs> ah! right. Last thing I want to throw out there that was crazy. And this is an article from 2017, but it was never um, published. followed really? up on. Oh, okay. And it was uh, that Facebook had their AI talk to each other to negotiate a trade. And after they started using their own shorthand, the both of the AIs decided to shut down the AI. So, Wait, they killed each other? No, they said shh. In a murder they said, they said shh. They said shh. They listened. Like Let's a go, Furby. Go. Like when the yeah. Furbies were starting to talk to each other. No one knows what it is. No one has brought it up yet, but it's starting to come back in circulation. They're too stupid to realize we don't need to verbalize what we're doing because exactly. wires and And literally, the New York Times just dropped an Abed having the AI tell us why y'all shouldn't fear AIs to kill humans. I'm saying. So, Word. Yo, the world so is that's evolving. what I had to bring up for what was hey, popping. <laughs> guess what? Yo, that was popping. That was really pop. And guess what, guys? We about to get into the part of the show when y'all, we geeking now. We the geeks. Yeah, and this show I binge with my family in Minnesota during my birthday weekend celebrating with them. Because I tell everybody it was a good time. It's always fun not having to work and just being out with the people that care about you and love, love you unconditionally. And we did a lot of just chilling, drinking, eating, and watching TV. And one of the things that occupied our time was this series on Netflix called Trinkets. Mm. And Trinkets is basically about three young high school girls, and they meet in a... Uh, a Shoplifters Anonymous. Anonymous. Yes. S.A. Baby. Yes. Um, me- meeting group um, in a church because, yeah, because they were stealing shit. <laughs> and That's why they're there. Or were they stealing shit? Were they? Well, technically one was. Yeah. Which oh, is te- our main character, Eldie. Yes, Eldie. And she had just moved to Portland... Right after the tragic loss of her mother. Yes. Which we don't find out until season... No, it is still season one. Like, we, we find don't find out, out like, till yes. episode four? No, it's like when they stole the whip. That's like four or five. Yes, because yeah, I wasn't. Re- I didn't realize how much I didn't catch the first time watching it. Once I start rewatching it with you, like, oh, shit, that kind of already told us a lot of things, but not really until you get later in the series, like... Elodie's mom, she was living with her mom because her parents were divorced. So she had full custody of it. But when her mom passed, she had to move to Portland with her dad and his new family. And, of course, that stealing shit activated after her mom's passing. And then she meets this um, two other girls, one named Mo, well, one named Tabitha. Technically, she doesn't really meet them at first. She ends up... I mean, meet as, like, eventually. Yeah, yeah she's eventually. Meet, yeah. Like, low-key... She runs she, into... She runs into them all on her first day. First day, she goes into a bathroom, sees this popular black chick with these two female chicks just having the time of their life. And then she kind of gets a little bullied. I don't know... It's not really a bullying thing. It's just, it's more just of girls like being girls. Girls being girls. Or I, I guess this might be a little toxic masculinity. But teens being teens and and what's the word? They are they were harshing her, mellow a lot. They were just razzing her a little bit. Yes. And once upon being razzed, 
Another chick comes in, stop the resin. You can see the tension between the main popular black chick and, Tabitha. and this the new girl yep. that just came in, Mo. You can Mo, tell she's that Mo's a Latina a, alt. You would say from the outside experience, you think she's yeah. like the 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 rebel, the rebel of the group because literally after she gets Tabitha and them to leave, yeah, she is the buttercup of the three. LD tries to do something nice and like yeah, thank you, this and third. What she gets as a as a reward for saying thank you. Vape in her face. Yes. And like I told you before, Daniel, when there's three women, one of them gonna like women. And uh, great. <laughs> and the thing, too, which is kind of cool and good about it is the whole entire time for a few episodes, you're like, oh, Eddie might be bisexual. Then you're like, no, she's actually gay, gay. All right, cool. And then you're just like, oh, but she's it- always been... What was funny was season one, it doesn't make you seem like she's openly gay. Exactly, because there's a character by the name of Luca who's actually played by the same actor that plays Sunspot in the New Mutants movie. He's like, no pun intended, the hot guy that works at this like uh, music venue slash bar. And all the girls are vibing. Even Elodie's like, ooh, like, ooh so alright, so you kind of like him. But she's the socially awkward character. So you're like... She likes him, but she can't say she likes him because she doesn't know how to interact with boys because she's young and she's that's the type of character she is. But then you come to find out throughout the show, like she actually likes girls because she brings up how she has a girl that's a friend, but then it's really her girlfriend, but then it's not. It's just a girl that she wanted to like, but they have the courage to speak up about her said feelings for a said girl. And also one of the most adorable scenes, too, is when she comes out to her friends, more or less, about her sexuality and how she feels. Then she meets um, this girl in band class. And just seeing them awkwardly try to flirt with each other is just fucking adorable. It's so adorable, Jewish. <laughs> but but like, before oh, she... she's trying to like a girl. Oh, that's cute. But before... Y'all play flutes. But just to, <laughs> just to give y'all a little heads up, before she even starts talking to this new girl in school... Yes. She has a 20... It's weird. At least in the age between of 24 to 28, you're old. At least. Wanting hers all attention. Just to give y'all a heads up, these girls are juniors in high school. Yes, because Tabitha just turned 17 in season one? Yes, season one. It was season one because they didn't make the official. And she was still dating Brady. Yeah, Tabitha's 17th birthday, so they're all 17, 16. And one of the things that I caught a lot was like, why are these grown adults hanging out with these kids, inviting them to parties, when they're obviously children? That is problematic. Inside, not the series, but just that characteristic in their in reality, in that world. Because I'm like, you at this party with cocaine, ecstasy. These are little girls. These girls are making out with grown men, and then you gonna convince this teenage girl to run away with you and be a part of your bad experience while you travel to Southwest and shit. I'm like. Sabine, you're a grown ass woman. She can't even go to the bars. Even the people in the bands like, oh yeah, we about to go to this bar bar. You can't come because you're not of age. Bitch, she should be doing homework. Why the fuck y'all got her out here in this van? It is weird. And guys, just to even make it more hilariously crazy and fun, she was on this runaway tour trip two days. Yes. And everybody in the school knew about it. She came back. Popping because she was popular. Yes, and also uh, we we are have been jumping around, but just to also give out one thing that is good outside of just these three girls 
each girl has their own separate story. Yes. And each story, they don't blend into each other, but it makes their friendship bond much exactly, more stronger. Each girl could have had their own series based upon just their life Alone. and the shit they going through. Yes, because like, uh, for example, Mo, she was a Hispanic um, young woman and she was dealing with father issue because her dad was in and out of jail. He was flake. She had a brother that was kind of like her dad, but he was trying not to be like him because he wanted their name to mean something again. But then yeah, he's to... dealing with problems because low-key, yes. like father, like son, and he's he's willful, but he hasn't found his calling in life. Exactly. So people just think he's fucking up or he's always just fucking around because he doesn't know what he's doing. He just changes his mind so much, but that's life. You never know what you're doing until you start doing it. But not just that. He also hung out with the bad kids exactly. underneath the bridge. <laughs> exactly. And the thing, too, is like, he his whole point to his sister Mo was like, I didn't want... People already knew what to expect from me because of my last name and who our family is. So I kind of leaned into that. I'm not trying to do that no more. You shouldn't either. Because Mo is a highly intelligent young woman. But she comes off as, like, the girl that doesn't give a fuck about shit. I'm a rebel, this, that, and third. Like, no, you're smart. You got this whole internship to go study abroad in Korea. And that's the funny thing about it, too, is they don't introduce her as she's hella smart. And then out of nowhere, you got an internship to go study abroad in Korea for next semester. And you're just sitting there like, wait, hold up. She got a whole secret boyfriend with one of the top star players on a soccer team who this dude literally is like, I'm cool with us being a secret thing because I like you this much, which is still kind of hella weird because he was hella fucking popular. Oh, my God. Nigga, when they gave us the origin and how he came into our work. Nigga, when Noah came into work. The Thanksgiving origin. All right, guys, I'm sorry to say this, but we might have to say some favorite episodes Uh, right now. For reals. But one of the best episodes, season two. Thanksgiving, the Thanksgiving episode gave us the origins. Literally, might have been the most character developed episode out of True all that. the shows. It literally gave each character a part of a reason of why they are, how they are now, as well as why they're changing currently. Because I'm not gonna lie, what am I most one? The small little thing that they did on that show on this episode was that hug. LD gave mm. because mm. literally just now realizing she was supposed to go there for Christmas this year, but guess what happened? She lives there now, and before that, even she had to have the flashback of talking about how she didn't want to spend Christmas with that woman exactly. And she, that woman being her stepmom, by the way, and who low key was trying to have her back too. Her stepmom is probably, I'm be honest, I realized. That sometimes, the the one good thing about the show is it makes you realize that, yeah, kids are just mean because they want to out of necessity. They know know nothing else in life. They're still living it. This lady was trying her best to make Eldie feel comfortable, safe, valued, loved, and everything. And Eldie was just like, fuck all that. You ain't my mama. You ain't my mama. And now that we're the old people, I'm like... Girl, this little. I'm not a stepdaddy yet, but I'm taking applications. <laughs> so I'm just sitting there like, yo, you, that's all you can do in these situations is try and talk. 
And like, for real. And yes, we keep on saying that Tabitha's black, but we also have to mention that she is actually a mixed child. She is, but she's the product of an interracial relationship, and her father in the show is also the same actor that played Johnny Cage is in one of the greatest motherfucking video game movies of all time, Mortal Motherfucking Combat. And I can honestly say. It's hard to find out which one of your favorite females is your favorite because each time there's something that's happening that you're just like, all right, Eldie, go ahead, Eldie. Go ahead, Tabitha. Come on, Mo. See, that's the thing, too. Like, I want to say Mo, but Mo is just so frustrating because she's all over the place. I'm like, you... The reason why Mo can't be my currently is because she's like a roller coaster. She'll do right and then fuck up real bad, and it has to do that come up and all that. And, like, yes... Just like real life, but it's just one of those things. It's like, I like you more of how the ending of the series came to be and how you're portraying yourself. Yeah, exactly. And the thing, too, is like, even with Eldie, like, I'm like, oh, I relate. I, I fuss with Eldie. Eldie's cool, but then Eldie just does the Eldie shit. And it's like, why are you running away? You are a child. You are a missing person. This is some federal shit. This is jail time shit. Like, you just can't be doing it. Sit your ass down. Like, for example, she stole, they stole They stole some shit, because the show is about stealing. She had a leather jacket. She wanted to go to Florida to see the girl she was saying was a girlfriend, but a girl that she liked. So she was trying to sell it on eBay to get money for a ticket. She went to meet up with a girl that's going to buy it, and the girl that's going to buy it from her was like, hey, can I try it on? And soon she said, I'm like, bitch, don't let her try that jacket on. Soon she put that coat on, she gone. LDs, because she's 16, she's like, sure. Then girl walks inside, next thing you know, Room runs right out the door, full sprint down the street with this $300 jacket on, and the girls try to stop it, but they can't. And then thing too, like, how can you get mad about about somebody stealing some shit that you stole in the first place? So it's like one of those things, like little shit like that. And they can't catch her because it's the show. They could have caught her, but it's like they took a pause. But another thing about LD that I just realized when I was, like, making notes for the show... She also is Negasonic Teenage Warhead from the Deadpool movies. And the reason I just realized I didn't make that connection between the two because those two characters are completely different, different. but yet the same. They're like the opposite sides of the same coin because Negasonic was, she was like, fuck, at, fuck it, fuck the world attitude. This is your old, you're a loser. I'm a, I'm a rebel. But then Eldie's the same way, but she's more introverted in the sense of, I'm a still, I'm going to be quiet, but I'm still, like, to myself. So, it's just fascinating how a character, an actress can have so much range that you don't even realize they're the same person because the characters they play are that vastly different. And also, Kelsey, i got to correct you. You said Florida, New Mexico. It was a place. It was a place. But then you we You just want to correct me so you can be like, see that nigga wrong. He ain't right about everything because I know what it is. But... Then there's also Tabitha, who happens to be the daughter of a mixed the the daughter of a mixed family. Exactly. Dad being running one of the top business things in the in Bit, that town. because yeah, they are uh, important. And uh, her mom was a famous model in this show, but her real dealings was she had an abusive white boyfriend named Brady, whose yes. main goal in still life, is my second Brady that I hate the least. And his whole goal for this whole show was just yeah, to get in the Stanford. Yeah, that number one. I had, what, 14, 15 years of football to hate this yes, motherfucker? Yes, yes, yes. But yeah, she he's trying to get into Stanford, and 
guess who hadn't went to Stanford? Good old Tabitha's dad. So he's trying his best to get into Stanford. Why? Because his family are all Ivy League pricks. To the point that his older brother in in the Thanksgiving flashback was like, is it true once you go black? In front of their mama, the daddy, and the younger brother. And not one person outside Brady was like, yo, the fuck? Well, to play white devil's advocate, <laughs> it's a they question used, you don't know. It is if a question, know, but it's also it's one of them Ivy League questions, no, too. So you according knew. to America, yeah, once you go black, you go orange. But <laughs> you know, we'll <laughs> say that <laughs> for <laughs> a blackout <laughs> session. <laughs> but no, but, but I will say Tabitha the Elder 3 is my least favorite of the girls just because she's just so... I'm gonna be honest. She's just so. She's a, she's just mutt. She's a typical. She's, she's is she the typical uh, she female has, storyline for you? No, no, no. She just has no high. She has no low. She's like, yeah, guys. So, are we still in that day? Or what's going on? Like, I do love Brady, but I shouldn't be with Brady. Oh, yeah. You've been liking me since the second grade. We totally could go to the dance together. We should take the car. We should totally steal Brady's car. Hey, Dad. Thanks for cheating on Mom. Like, she just. Mom, uh, what's the word? What word I'm looking for? I don't know what word you're looking oh, sorry, for. No, Daniel, her tone is just very monotone. Mon- she's very monotone, and that was she has no emotion. That's why I'm just like apathetic. She's not apathetic nah. enough. She doesn't act apathetic enough for it to come off that way. Yes, she's there for her girls. You watch it, but that's one of the main critiques too. Because sometimes even with Eldie, when she's supposed to be emotional and crying, there's nothing happening. Like she's. I know you're sad because the story is telling me you're sad, but it's not on. It's not shown on your face, because the one that does the best job of the three is because she's all over the place. But I'm gonna also say I differ because Tabitha, to me, her character story you're just used to white different. man beating you. That's not my Shut problem. Shut your face, you whore. <laughs> Yo, I know you was a slave in another life. Nigga. No, it's because actually I liked Tabitha's growth as a personal. Her story, her personal story growth was more than the, the other ones outside developing? of, yeah. Okay. Good. Outside of Eldie's, because Eldie's personal personality developing, character oh, yeah. development didn't grow until season you two. Know, she definitely grew as a character, as a woman. She did have the most to lose, like her fucking life, because that nigga Brady was, was crazy. Right. The pure fact of the birthday episode. Yo, and then the one, because that's the thing too with um Kayla. No offense to one Kayla, but Kayla's a fucking crazy and weird. She already was going to get back with Noah while he, she knew Noah was kind of had a thing with Mo and vice versa. But then Kayla gets with Brady and Tabitha trying to tell Kayla, yo, don't do that. Brady might hit you or some shit. And Kayla's like, I, I got it. Don't worry about me. Just for her to come in there with them bruises like, I ran in the wall. I'm like, bitch, but the wall don't me- have handprints. A, a wall can't give you that. But technically, she all, do kind of have a when reason. When did a wall get a thumb? That's a thumb that is right true, there. Because it wasn't thumb. Didn't fall in no wall. But Tabitha tried to warn her. But then at the end, with the reveal, I'm like, all right now, because the school see that shit. But the thing is, though, also she did come across uh, the as end of a of a story and seeing only Tabitha holding a knife at Brady, who she was currently dating at that time. And we but, know how Brady is. But she in today's climate, believe all women. But also hear both sides. Thank you, because I was. About but to then say again, so I now. might change that tomorrow. But 
she should at least be a friend and like let me listen to what you really say but then again they are young and, and they're caught up in the hormones and the moment so but it's yeah. also not it's also the thing too they stop being friends because technically you gotta remember two episodes earlier Tabitha told Kayla we just we just changed our friendship just changed it ain't you it ain't a you or me thing and Tabitha's like all right then if you're gonna be like this screw this it went and chill with Brady and them exactly and that's part of being young too you don't realize how long life is and you're supposed to change you still can have the people around you if you want to but you don't have to be the same person especially if that person isn't right for who you need to be but when you're young, those four years of high school feels like an attorney. And that's why I always try to tell to like younger people when I speak to them, like life gets so much better after high school. Those four years come and go so quick. Who you are there will not who that will not be who you're gonna be in the future. And the people that are shit on you now won't even fucking matter. Because most people that are assholes in high school peak in high school and then you see him at Walmart I'm like ha you got fat don't you miss having hair bro (laughs) damn girl are you gonna stop having kids by different people like no you still doing that shit alright word oh you look the same I know thank you I try not to be like y'all that's why I'm still cool with the people I'm cool with cause you know why we cool people shit but on a ra- <laughs> random question, favorite episode? I can't sit here and give out a favorite episode. Favorite moment? But I can say it's a toss-up between, definitely between the uh, Thanksgiving, the birthday party, and when Sabine came back and tried to sing the song. Ooh, <laughs> that was a moment. Oh I ain't going to front. Yo, and, oh, it might be the fucking oh, the, what was it? Ocean, Ocean 11. Ocean's 11th grade, baby. That is the title of the episode that we we have now unanimously decided. It's probably yeah. one of the favorite episodes. And I just say one of my favorite moments would definitely be when uh, Mo and Chase, Chase geeked out about Attack on Titan. And I can honestly say, guys, yes, we only talked about the three main characters, but there is Noah, Brady, Chase, Rachel. Kayla, Sabine. Kayla, Luca. Sabine, Luca. Oh, one of my favorite moments of one of my saddest moments also because LD does have a younger... Oh, I don't Spencer? Know, Spencer, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's Spencer. Yeah, it's a younger... Her half-brother. Her half-brother, Spencer. He oh saw my her gosh. steal some shit after she was trying to reform. She steal some shit. Then he, they, this moment he looked at her, she looked like... She's like, shh. He's like, he, okay. And next thing you know... He gives her a gift and, and she's like, how'd you get this? He's like, I stole, stole it. it. I'm like, oh, no! Because she had to look like... And, but I'm like, no, Spencer, don't. And then at that moment. You got it from her, but no. And one of the greatest things I can say about her acting is at that moment, she didn't say nothing. But just seeing her face and her face reaction is the same how you felt right when Spencer said, I stole it just like you. And then she's like, no, you can't steal. And he's like, you do it. So what's wrong with it? And you realize Eldie's like, I am a bad influence. Yeah. Also, just to give y'all the heads up. Spencer Loki, Spencer also feels guilty about something that happened in season one. Yes. So it just like makes it even more crazy. That's his way of trying to be cool with his bitch. So it's like, I know I got you in trouble. You ran away because I went in your room and found your Guess shit. Guess what I just realized. But then also with Spencer, he was like, because she was trying to, because they made her get an extracurricular activity in school. 
He was like, why don't you do music, Eldie? You're good at it. You like it. Little brothers, family know what family likes. She was like, oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah, Eldie, you stole that whole ukulele. Might as well use that shit. And then she meets her girlfriend. And I just realized something. Spencer was nothing more but a young version of Mo. Smart kid, because literally every scene we had with Spencer was always giving us random smart knowledge that he learned in school that day. True. And then he ended up stealing. It's just like how Mo ended up in some shit because her big brother and shit. And she was a smart kid that ended up stealing. Yes. So that's going to bring us to the end of Yo, Yo we geeking, geeking out. out. So now we're going to hit you with Yo, check it out, where check, we're about check, to recommend check, check, some check things for y'all to watch if you already have seen Trinkets. I'm just going to start it off by recommending a series on HBO that I, me and Ross watched during quarantine, and it's called Betty. It's just about, Ooh, about yeah. a group of female skateboarders in New York City. They're young, and they're living life. And check it out. It's pretty chill. I think it was only like shit, six, eight. six to eight episodes. Yeah. They real quick. But we're getting a season two, yeah, though. Yeah, we're getting a season two. I definitely look forward to that. And yeah, it's a total vibe, so check that out. Ross, mm. what about you? Oh, well, for me, I would say... Just go back and check our podcast for the episode of Euphoria. Yep. Because technically, fun fact, Tabitha wasn't wasn't in Euphoria. This was technically Trinkets was her second real big acting gig in her main long role. Well, now that you said that, I wonder if she went out for the role of Rue. Because now I'm thinking about she could have played Rue. I'm glad she didn't because Zendaya slayed that shit. But... Just, you know, how certain people go out for roles and they get other roles. Just like how Tom Hiddleston went out to play Thor and he got the Loki role. So, But yeah, um, outside of them, that euphoria, going back to listen to the podcast, I can't think of another female strong, well, female strong show that shows about our current day and age in teenage culture. Well, I was just throwing out another Lucy real quick. One of my favorite loose. bad movies. A little something something starring Vanessa Hutchins and the boy James Franco. It's mm. gonna be a movie called Spring Breakers. Yes. Ratchet while Britney Spears sing-alongs. That's all you need to know. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. Oh, shit. I dang, I didn't even think that far. I should've chosen Look at my shit. Look at my shit. Look at my shit. If you've seen the movie, you get it. But anyway, so that's going to bring this episode to an end of Yo, Yo Where the, the Captions at. at, the most ridiculously random pop culture podcast in the 719. Um, thank you guys for listening. Thank Joe, Manny, for being here, a part of the experience. Of course, always thank you, Dame, because without you, with because without you, we would not be doing nothing. this. Yeah. Nah. And as always, guys, I'm yours truly, Kelsey Show. And I'm yours truly, Roscoe Tinkoya. And always, guys, remember, be one or be nothing. Be kind, folk. And don't steal, please. Like, just Don't be a Christopher Columbus. Like, Just pay for the shit or yeah. get a job. I don't want anybody rest. to lose their 30-day exactly. uh, token because of friendship. But exactly. if you do have to lose your 30-day token, please let it be because of friends that you love and value and keep the most. And there's like an OnlyFans out there, too. Like, you can sell feet pics or something. Like, word. Niggas love feet. Yep. Later. <laughs>